0: a development that would only come
1: to fruition decades and decades later because because it's upon us now
2: Welcome, everybody, to Real Deal Media's number one late-night show in the world, World at War. I am your World at War cruise director cruising with you tonight and uh, possibly tomorrow night, uh, Dean Ryan. Oh, and thank goodness and thank God, too, that uh, it's no longer Monday. I am getting over the hump of Monday. It's not even Wednesday yet. Uh, hopefully, uh, everyone enjoyed uh, they're uh, just last remaining hours of the uh, long weekend, and uh, hopefully you saw yesterday's show, last night's show, which has a lot to do with the overall distraction happening uh, right before our eyes, which I'm going to get to, because tonight's episode is called Forbidden Docks and Hidden Victims. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm quite excited for this one tonight, uh, because we are going to be getting into the inner depths of the Ukrainian Leaked leaked docs by the U.S. State Department and military. And we're going to learn some things tonight about Ukraine that uh, we thought we already finished and we already knew. We're like, whoa, there's more to learn. Yes, there is. Yes, you're, we're going to see truly what the intentions are. And uh, I have to pat myself on the back, and I don't mind doing it, but uh, it goes into a lot of what I was originally thinking that uh, they're there, they're targets. They're ready to strike Russia, on and on and on. So we have a lot to get to with that. Also, also, in addition to that, we have some huge Corona Palooza news. Yes, affecting the UK. Uh, that's coming up very soon in a, a quick segment that you're not going to want to miss. We have a lot of UK viewers. Also, we have some immigration, or excuse me, migration news about the United Kingdom that you don't want to miss. So we have a lot to get to with them. We have a follow-up with... Uh, not uh, not Dolly Parton, but oh yes, Dolly Lama. He's going to be coming in the second half. But uh, we have a lot to get to in the Politico universes tonight because Alan or Alvin Braggs. Well, he's uh, beginning to brag as he's now suing anyone that criticizes him. So we have a lot to get to with real deal politics and a whole lot more in a full show tonight. Okay, before we get started, we are broadcasting live on the one and only Rumble, and I thank everybody who has. Participated, who has uh, contributed to the efforts and the energy of fighting the Matrix here on Rumble. And I support uh, all the content creators' efforts in doing so. So thank you for being here tonight. Okay, so let's get started with a little memo from, well, yes, from me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, here's a little memo from yours truly. Well, the uh, memo is as follows. The real deal memo is very simple is that, Here we are again, roughly seven years later, and a major fumble from the State Department, from government, as now the files that we're not supposed to look at, that all the news media of the corporate universe is blurring out all the documents that are coming out, just like 2016 when the WikiLeaks came out back then. Here we are. Now this gives us a full spectrum A full spectrum view of what the agenda is, which we kind of already knew, but also incongruent to this, which we're going to find out when Real Deal Politics segment comes, is another examine of the gang of eight now, of the documents that were found in Trump's Mar-a-Lago towers, also with Biden's uh, documents that were found in his, what, garage next to the Christmas ornaments, as well as Michael Pence in his documents that he's not supposed to have. So this is it. This is the big evidence grab in showing the world exactly what we already knew, but also confirming what we already knew in showing us even more than we bargained for. Yes, it's like Twitter gate times 10, I hope. I don't want to jinx myself, but I feel it's we have the momentum on our side now. So in closing, my real deal memo is, in the laws of relativity, everything finds itself back upstream and upload again because the uh, negative in the darkness only lasts for so long. Now is our turn to truly shine. So I'm very excited about that. That's going to be my real deal memo, <sighs> my little captain's log. Which brings us, to, uh, brings us to the one and the only real deal headlines, the view straight from my penthouse. There it is. As you can see, thank you. Thank think you could take that off. All right. Okay, let's get started here. All right, so Real Deal Memo here. It told us about uh, all the documents now. Real Deal Headlines is now going to get into the minutiae. Okay, so this is it. Uh, this is the big leaked war documents. We kind of brushed upon this yesterday, last night. The leaked war documents now says that the United States and NATO have special forces in where? That's right, Ukraine. But we were told there's no ground war uh, by U.S. troops. Wait a minute. Are we being lied to? Well, I have a lot to get to here. Anyways, well, now the the Biden character and his promise to, quote, not put boots on the ground. Well, that is now uh, coming to fruition as a lie, according to a leaked document from the Pentagon, which cannot be verified now, cannot be verified. Therefore, uh, by law, I guess I'm not allowed to show you or read it to you. Well, the leaked documents has a legend, like a map legend, of the U.S.-NATO special forces in Ukraine. And wow, isn't that hefty? Also, the leaked documents has uh, an emphasis on the confirmation of U.S. boots on the ground and what they want to do with the troops. And dare I say, a central intelligence agency calling the shots, running the show, I don't know, wearing camouflage? I guess that makes the military. Well, the DAO, Personal Defense Attaché Office, would likely have something like an embassy security in their purview. But there's never been any good reason to assume that strictly what their role would be limited to, because now they're trying to say, don't look here, don't look at that. So I'm going to show you some things, but... First, here's how the mainstream urine soap media is presenting this and why they're going to shame me and try to take this episode down if I show you any further documents that I'm not, I guess, supposed to show you, question mark. Well, this is what they're saying in the mainstream. Have a look at this and then maybe uh, we'll get into it uh, a little deeper. And actually, of course, we will. The Justice Department,
3: now launching a criminal investigation of an apparent major Pentagon intelligence leak. Dozens of classified U.S. intelligence documents, most marked top secret, were leaked and posted online back in late February and early March. Most of those documents we simply cannot show. ABC has not yet authenticated the leaked documents, and we don't have official confirmation whether the documents have been altered. But sources say they exposed the United States for spying not just on its adversaries, but also its allies, like Israel, South Korea, and even Ukraine. Experts say the leaked documents not only tell our enemies how the U.S. collects intelligence, but also contain clues that could potentially point to the sources and methods the U.S. used to obtain the information.
2: Apparently, there's some code words here that point to where the analysis came from. This means that it makes it much easier for the Russians to go back and do the counterintelligence work.
3: The leaked documents forcing allies to respond. South Korea's president downplaying the situation, saying the documents need to be verified first, but that the country will take appropriate measures with the U.S. if necessary. And in Israel, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu pushing back after documents suggested leaders of Israel's spy agency, the Mossad, had encouraged angry protests against his proposed judicial reforms. As for Ukraine, the leaked documents paint a detailed image of the Ukrainian battlefield on March 1st, showing troop movements, training schedules, and casualty numbers. Over the weekend, U.S. officials were scrambling. Scrambling.
2: Scrambling. Yeah, scrambling, all right. They were definitely scrambling. And if I might add to the irony, which we are totally just addicted to around here, the irony of Benjamin Netanyahu being spied on when he was the spy of the 1990s that was spying on the White House, the Clinton White House, the entire time and had Bill Clinton blackmailed sexually for all his, uh, let's just say, 1-900 number phone calls that he made. And may I add, too, that it wasn't in Israel that created the Brownstone operations, uh, which you probably know in the streets as the Epstein operations, the honeypots, the sexually compromising people at, in the after parties of the D.C. Beltline. That was a Masan operation. So very interesting that they're spying on Benjamin Netanyahu. Is it because that somebody owns his blackmail right now, and somebody is puppeteering him. Uh, Yes, I would um, put my chips on that one. Anyways, continuing. Now, I'm not supposed to show you now uh, what these documents are, but you know what? I threw my caution in the wind. Well, here's one of them here. Here's the first one. The Russia-Ukraine Joint Staff Daily Update, as you can plainly see there. That is the map legend that they were talking about. Michael Tracy does a uh, wonderful job on reporting on this this story that's developing and you see all the uh, black squares there are all the troops from France, Great Britain, USA, uh, Lithuania, I would imagine, and some of the Netherlands, some of the other uh, countries that joined us in the Iraqi Freedom or Operation Freedom Iraq um, 2003. Yeah, so you could see that they are surrounding Russia now. And these are special forces. These are mercenaries these are mercenary cia contractors but wait how can you prove that well first of all uh, the cia was outed just a number of years ago actually a year ago to be exact new york times confirms on the ground cia agents are directing war in ukraine that's right so if they don't get their president, their puppet president to put them in a war. Well, they're going to do a war anyway, because they're just wild, wild West cowboys with a little shiny badge. Isn't that incredible? Well, continuing here. So here's some of the things that, uh, here's some of the internal documents you're not supposed to read. Well, the Marine Corps embassy security group created, uh, during the periods and they're trying to explain themselves, uh, Provide so Marine Corps the ability to deploy small task units in support of the U.S. Department State, State Department. It is in the constant state of readiness to remain globally deployable on a short notice, which tells you they have Marine Special Forces there. These Marines are, these Marines are trained in medical, they say, close quarters battles, marksmanship. The whole nine, you name it, you can't go wrong with these Marines. Well, which Marines are we talking about? Let me show you here, but let me show you one more thing here. So this is the Defense Attached Office, the DOA. The DOA, what are they saying? They're saying that U.S. military activities between Polish armed forces, the DOD, the Joint Staff, USA, EU, COM, yeah, the whole EU is involved, the central bankers, uh, they're now training programs and supporting each other. Well, I love unity. Well, the senior defense official defense, yes. Secretary of Defense appoints. Yeah, they're just telling us all the procedures. And finally, here's the Marines that I'm talking about. For instance, the Mar- they're called Marine Security Guard Security Augmentation Unit. Wow. During periods of increased threat in support of the de- State Department. See, that's hitman. That's a polite way of saying hitman. And finally, finally here, uh, this is what we've learned from it. Here's the Cliff Notes versions. Well, what we've learned is, well, can you put that back on? Thank you. What we learned is <laughs> the main re- revelations from the documents are in 1997 uh, NATO special operation troops are currently deployed inside Ukraine. Wow. A total of 100 U.S. personnel deployed inside Ukraine, including... 71 U.S. military personnel, battalions, that is. Well, the U.S. military is now training the uh, Ukrainian military, that uh, General Miley is doing that. The U.S. has also drawn up detailed maps for planned offensive operation aimed at cutting off Crimea from Russian-occupied territories. And then finally, U.S. and NATO allies are training, funding, And arming three quarters of the forces that are going to be thrown into combat as part of this offensive against who? Russia. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, and then I think it says, yes, in nine, our U.S. allied partner trained and equipped. So we have all kinds of professionally trained by the State Department killers in Ukraine. They're killing in the name of who? Not me, not you but them. That's right. So just think about that. Uh, Next time uh, you see the Ukrainian flag as we end our headlines. Yeah. What happened to the Ukrainian flags with all the people with the mask on who uh, were trying to avoid the virus from the bat who loved us? Where are all those people. I would love to meet them. Anyways, we're going to now going to continue with our real deal politics. And there's a lot to be politicking here because now Braggs and all these different people, it's disgusting, but it needs to be addressed. And, uh, well, I'm the right guy to do so. That's going to take us now to real deal politics. Yes, it is. Okay, well, Alvin Braggs, who's been just having the braggadocious time of his life lately, well, he's now suing Congressman Representative Jim Jordan the guy who's been missing his blazer jacket for a very long time. You may recall who I'm talking about. Well, he's suing Jim Jordan now to stop the, quote, brazen and unconstitutional attacks on the Trump prosecution. Really? Well, uh, Jordan slams brag back. Well, first they indict the president for no crime. Then they sue to block congressional oversight. When we ask questions about the federal funds they say they used to do it. Yeah, they don't want you to know they have Chinese funds. They don't want you to know it's CCP funds and other. See, that's the kind of ministry that Alvin Bragg kind of conducts at his little church there. Well, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, well, on Tuesday sued Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio in an effort to keep House Republicans from asking questions about those federal funds used by the city to indict President Donald Trump. Well, this is a big deal, they say. Well, in a 50-page lawsuit now filed in the Southern District of New York, Bragg, who's now accused Jordan of brazen unconstitutional attacks and probably being racist, too, just might want to add that one to the um, mix, well, his prosecution team, well, they're now taking it to the next level now. Bragg is seeking Jordan and pretty much anyone in the media, I would say, from actually criticizing anything him and his prosecution team are doing. For enforcing a subpoena sent to the Bragg's office. Now, this is a a big deal here. And I did some digging, and a lot of people have been doing digging because this guy is just not passing the sniff test. He's not passing the sniff test. He's been after Trump for a very, very long time. Here's a little clip of just the type of candidate Alvin Bragg was when he was trying to become the district attorney to the person in the very uh, lifeless man he's become today. Check this out, you know, put everything in the perspective of uh, the kind of creature we're dealing with.
1: I was the chief deputy in the attorney
2: general's office. We sued the Trump administration over a hundred times uh, for the Muslim travel ban, for family separation at the border, for shen- shenanigans with the census. Uh, so I know how to, to litigate uh, with him. I also led the team that did the Trump foundation case. So uh, I'm ready to go wherever the facts take me. And to inherit that case, and I think, you know, it'd be hard to argue with the fact that that's, that'd be the most important, uh, most high-profile case. Uh, and I've seen him up front and seen the lawlessness that he can do. And you What's... believe it should happen? I, you know, I, I, be- I believe we have to hold him accountable. So, uh-huh. so yeah, th- th- there, you are right. We've got a, two standards of justice, you know, Harvey Weinstein. Being a rich, old, white man has allowed you to fade accountability in Manhattan. That
1: includes Trump and his children.
2: Yeah, that includes Trump and his children. I've been suing him for hundreds of times. You think he was placed in there by accident? Yeah, nobody thinks that. Anyways, continuing here. What a disgusting Carl Winslow impersonator that uh, just terrible person is. Well, oh, but wait, there's more. Why do I do this to myself? Well, now the so-called Democrats are now fuming over GOP setting crime hearing now in Manhattan. And after all, remember that uh, New York City is the safest big city in America, Uh, said no one. Well, the New York Democrats, who are very unusual, well, they're now raging and fuming over the House Judiciary Committee Republicans announcing Monday that they had scheduled an official committee hearing next week in New York City that is now focusing on victims of violent crime in Manhattan. Yes, yes. I should be there for it. Well, the committee's hearing now has, uh, it's now making its start. And according to some of the people who will be there, they're saying that uh, investigation of the former president, Donald Trump, has now really opened up a can of worms. And they're now saying, quote, we'll examine how Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's Winslow pro-crime, anti-victim policies have led to the increase in violent crime in dangerous communities of New York for the New York City residents. Yes. But then again, they want it, right? I mean, they vote like a 95% uh, CCP, don't they? And I totally understand that the looting and the stealing gets turned to a blind eye and the cops can't do anything. Then you go into the NYPD and I, I think they're very astute and highly uh, non-corrupt or corruptible way. Well, a brag spokesperson was bragging and blasted that the hearing was nothing but a political stunt that would, quote, not engage in actual effort to increase public safety. That's our job. Such as supporting national gun legislation, shutting down the iron pipeline in uh, getting in supporting, uh, I guess, trannies through college at this point, because that is the doctrine now of the modern day Democrats. What a shame. Alvin Braggs. Anyways, speaking of a shame, sticking with real deal politics, but with a little twist, now we're going to go to this. Planned riothood. Just when you thought it was gone and it was over, well, think again. So this is interesting now, uh, as I'm telling you about the despicable Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan district attorney, the Democrats slash CCP light. Well, that brings us to Baltimore. I don't know if you've ever been to Baltimore, but uh, I've been one time, and that was one time too many. It's filled with wonderful residents of the Crackhead Institute. Well, now the Baltimore mayor has now called for a citywide curfew after all hell breaks out. Are you just noticing now? Well, this uh, just happened today is uh, coming out of Zero Hedge. Well, all hell broke out on Sunday night in Baltimore City's Inner Harbor District. When gunshots were heard, causing hundreds of spring breakers, youngsters, to scatter through the streets. I missed it. Well, the mayhem captured on the video resembled an apocalyptic scene out of Apocalypse Now. As a result, Mayor Brandon Scott has proposed a citywide curfew for minors during the upcoming summer months. Now, Baltimore City Police Commissioner Michael Harrison said more than 200 young people went running after gunfire rang out from just 50 feet from the police officers. Now I I beg the question in a, a begging way is, was this supposed to be another, another mass shooting? It could have been, although it would have been out of the ordinary because that's Maryland and they want to target Florida, Texas, the, the red States. So that would have been a, well, it kind of a screw up, but I'm going to show you here a little clip if I can. But anyways, to cap it all off, they said, um, But anyways, these kids don't care about the consequences. They don't believe the consequences. They have no respect for human life, the sanctity, and the authority to pull off that brazen, cowardly act right there in my presence. I guess he's talking about the lone shooter. Now, it's uh, worth noting here as we uh, kind of finish our Essing on the Democrats segment. Over 50 years, the Democrat leadership has steered the Baltimore City, which used to be a beautiful city if you've ever been. This struggling city into a hellhole, they say, of murders, broken families, collapsing education system, and an even worsening opiate crisis. Wow. That's how that one is. And, uh, well, what what a sales pitch. I should move there tomorrow. But, you know, here's something to think about, too. As all this is happening, all this is happening, and we try to make sense of it all, these files are now coming at the same time as the files are now getting inspected that they found at Mar-a-Lago at the Biden garage and the Michael Pence basement. Yeah, that's stiff too. Well, check this out here and then let's try to war game and what this means because it really goes back to that word of devolution. We have to see and witness everything fall before our eyes. Keep that in mind. Watch this little thing here and you'll have a better understanding. Gang of Eight. This morning, NBC News has learned lawmakers from both parties responsible for reviewing sensitive
3: intelligence known as the Gang of Eight have started to get access to classified documents found at the homes and offices of President Biden, former President Trump, and former Vice President. Mike Pence, that's, according, according to, to a source, source directly, directly familiar, familiar with the process. So
0: say the leaders of the intelligence committees have told us time and time again uh, that there's only so much oversight that they can conduct as it relates to this uh, I- uh, I- incident uh, and this information without seeing the actual documents themselves. <laughs> They've been in negotiations with leaders from the Department of Justice of finding a way to get access to that material without it having, uh, weighing, uh, without it getting in the way of the ongoing investigation uh, through a variety of special counsels and the Department of Justice into these classified documents ending up in the personal offices and homes of the former President uh, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and of course the former Vice President Mike Pence. Now, the reason they believe they need to see the documents themselves is to try and figure out exactly how documents like these were still in the possession of these leaders after they had already left office to see uh, if there is some sort of strengthening of the laws connected uh, to the care of these documents, the care and storage of these documents should be put into place, and if there are other reforms that are necessary. Now, the Department of Justice had long thought that there was a way for them to help congressional leaders come up with a policy prescription without seeing the documents themselves, because they are very concerned about the contents of this information being leaked to the general public while the investigation is ongoing. But the congressional leaders made it clear that they have an oversight responsibility here that they need to see this information and ultimately the department of justice agreed so now they're beginning the, op- getting, 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 getting the opportunity to begin jose uh, it, uh, incident
2: so uh, that one's a little different it's not a person familiar with the matter of person familiar with the source I stand corrected because they know I'm on to them. Isn't that incredible? Anyways, that's going to lead us to a segment we haven't done in quite some time, but uh, it really needs to be said. And that's going to be Coronapalooza 2023, 2024, 2025 on, onward and onward. Yes. Well, this is a a little different this time, this time around. Uh, So I just learned this the other day. And these things happen as they sneak by and as the news cycle sometimes is blowing up. Well, this one is as well. The World Health Organization, I don't know if you heard about this, has now revised its COVID-1984 Miracle Jab recommendations and are no longer suggesting that children age six months to 15 years and get the Miracle Jab boosters. Really? See how they just sneak it by? Just like the other night, Australia said they're not going to be doing the the uh the moderna one anymore because they don't know why everyone's fine nothing to see here well this represents a stark reversal now from the organization and who puts the who who as in who cares the world hell, hell organization in a conflicting position now with the u.s centers for deception control which still recommends a full slate of ongoing miracle jab boosters for children all ages all ages You don't say, this can't be real. Well, this is coming out of Reuters, a very highly uh, compromised uh, news outfit. Yes, it is indeed real. This happened just within the past week, they say. Well, the World Health Organization has also tailored out uh, some other new recommendations, but they just don't want to tell us yet. Now, however, the United Nations Agency said that the aim was to focus now, its efforts, on miracle jabbing those facing the greatest threat of severe disease and death. That's right. Not from uh, gun violence, as uh, many of the the trans TIFA would tell us, but from COVID-1984, considering the high level of population immunity worldwide due to the widespread infection. Well, isn't that just incredible? The United Nations loves us so much. Well, also, too, just to add to the UK now, some high-income countries like the United Kingdom and Canada are also offering those at high-risk boosters this spring. Yeah, yeah. See, there's now an uptick here because they can't sell these things. And you know why? Because nobody wants them, everybody. They're seeing the, the uh, consequences of them all. In fact, you might have seen this on your local news. This is uh, coming out of North Carolina um, because they need to get rid of these miracle jabs or somebody's going to pay for it. So look at the propaganda they have to do on us now
1: public health emergency ends on May 11th. That is now just about a month away. And after that, many Americans will have to start paying for COVID vaccines and testing. So right now is the time to take advantage of free opportunities. I have to stay on schedule and keep passengers safe. And I need you to do the same. That means getting regular checkups for your health and also getting your COVID-19 vaccines. If you haven't had one since Labor Day, you'll do for an update. Visit myspot.nc.gov.
2: Oh, I'm going there right now. I haven't had mine ever, but you know what? Now's the time. I don't want to pay for mine, certainly. Let we see this. And they just kind of underhand it. What happened to the glitz, the red carpet, the free Happy Meal at McDonald's, the Krispy Kreme free dozen donuts if I devote my life to Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca? That was the one from Australia. Yeah, so they're now backpedaling really fast. Now, in addition to that, to hop over to the UK, who is now really facing dire consequences for just having an extremely highly inoculated population. Well, the BBC can no longer ignore it. That's right. The BBC is among the most neoliberal media outlets on earth and has traditionally uh, just always swayed the way of the power structure because, you know, wake up, it is the power structure Structure in the pharmaceutical industry now has said that uh, they have to push, push, and push. Now saying this, the dam is now breaking over there in England. The BBC is now acknowledging this is a big whopper. The miracle jabbed injured in the concerns raised by countless of people who are either dead experiencing huge side effects or who have had their life entirely altered. That's true. In fact, here's a story just to share. Uh, Someone named Lisa Shaw, the death of Lisa Shaw. Her husband is now a widow. He is now seeking legal action as it's, quote, the only option left. That's right. The husband of a BBC presenter, her name's Lisa Shaw, who died to complications from the AstraZeneca COVID-1984 Miracle Jab says taking legal action, he has no choice but to do so. Wow. Well, uh, the formerly, uh, just well newly departed, I should say, who worked for BBC Radio Newcastle, she died May 2021, a week after her first Miracle Jab. And her husband says the following, despite trying to, quote, engage with the government, MPs and three prime ministers, no one has reached out in return. The Department of Health said that all the miracle jabs had undergone robust trials, unquote. Well, the father of Eve, I should, or father of Mr. Eve, the father-in-law of the departed, well, he's among a group of families who have lost loved ones now in the UK who are allegedly having side effects caused by the miracle jab who are now suing the makers of Oxford's AstraZeneca jab. Interesting. Interesting. Well, to articulate this more, This is a first on the BBC, and I might add that the BBC was also working with Meta, Facebook, throughout the past two years to silence voices like mine and all of yours out there when we were trying to get the truth out from the inception. So here's BBC. This is now kind of the the underlining tone over there in the UK, and probably your neck of the woods next.
3: This morning, NBC News has learned lawmakers from both parties responsible for reviewing sensitive intelligence known as the Gang of Eight have started.
1: Lawyers acting for families of alleged victims of the AstraZeneca vaccine are urging anyone who feels they may have been affected to come forward. Two law firms are planning legal action for compensation on behalf of dozens of families whose loved ones died or suffered ill health after having the vaccine. Lawyers claim as a result of the AstraZeneca jab, but there's a time limit to register a claim. Generally speaking, you have a period of three years uh, from when you suffer an injury to, to bring a claim. And in many of these cases, uh, the actual injury was suffered about two years ago. So that's about a year to go until the claim is extinguished. The government says all vaccines have undergone robust trials and met strict safety standards. AstraZeneca says patient safety is its highest priority. and Nearly 50 million doses of its vaccine have been given in the UK.
2: Well, there you have it just like, oh, well, you know, that didn't work out. And um, by the way, you have uh, less than a year to get your claims because, you know, we don't mind paying you a few million after just usurping the world's entire financial system during this pandemic war. Isn't that something? So the UK, the UK, the one of the most inoculated countries in the world, right next to Israel. Anyways, uh, we, we have a quick break coming up. Now, when we get back, we're going to go into a major Real Deal International segment. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We have some things happening now in the UK as I'm now focusing on the UK, and I haven't done so in a long time, but 46,000 boat migrants have now been reached in the United Kingdom in just one year, in just one year. And you won't believe how many were deported that's the big question. Also, as uh, we've been distracted with just name a topic here in the United States, well, Israel has now attacked Syria. Attacked Syria as there's a major conflict now, just not just looming anymore, it's now sparked. Also, major update with Sir Dolly Parton Lama coming up in all this talk about Anweiser Bush. I haven't been following the Bud Light debacle, but now I'm going to get into the minutiae of it. When we get back on the other side, uh, stay where you are. You're watching World at War, the number one late night show in the metaverse. Can I say that? Metaverse. So we'll be back after these quick messages. Going to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby.
3: Let's all go to the lobby.
2: uh what would uh al al sharpen well, said what would alice cooper say um what would Boucher. alice
3: cooper say yeah
2: <laughs> I, I often wonder what would what, what kind of salad dressing would alice cooper go for right now um, it, before i you know i try to follow my steps in life uh, with alice cooper um up into a point Okay, welcome back. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bragg, Mr. Braggadocious. Uh, Welcome back to Real Deal Media's late night, late night uh, party that has yet to start uh, World at War. I am a cruise director, Dean Ryan, cruising with you to midnight and beyond. Thank you very much for being here. Hopefully your lobby trip was worthwhile. And you might have seen there uh, some of our wonderful spring collections. I know many of you have. Uh, In fact, we now have the I Know Things in Embroidery, and it's selling out fast. Yes, it is. Uh, We have it in many different styles here. Here's the great Jim Fetzer modeling for us. Thank you, Jim. And Jim is working on a special project tonight. You could also get the hoodies, but you know what? Summer collection is coming because it's getting really, really hot. Oh, of the country. So, anyways, all you have to do is go to realdealmedia.tv forward slash store. Make sure to use promo code springbreak23 and the uh, checkout to get additional savings. And also, yes, members. Uh, yeah, you might have seen that clip there. I was not top of my game there, but uh, it made the greatest hits. Become a member exclusive content. In fact, I I just released Late Night Thoughts with an energy healer, a very interesting interview for the members. Uh, It is in your appropriate inboxes. Anyways, all you have to do is go to realdealmedia.tv forward slash membership. Okay, let's get back to business. Well, now we're going to go to Real Deal International. Real Deal International. Well, you know, I, I saw this story and I said, it's still... Still, England is the probably number one country that is going to be totally, totally screwed getting out of this mess. Truly, honestly. That's right. Because you know why? 46,000 boat migrants reached the United Kingdom last year alone. Last year alone. That's illegal migration. And we're not even counting the legal migration. That's illegal. The legal one, way too much, way too much. And they don't even have a Mexican border. What's their excuse? Well, shockingly, a small number of migrants who reached the United Kingdom by boat last year were deported. How many, you ask? Well, out of 46,000 migrants who landed in the U.K. shores illegally, only 215 were expelled. Wow. Wow. So lenient. It makes you wonder, what did those 215 people do to get expelled from a very, very lenient Calergi plan well, the government data uh, obtained by the Sun revealed that the stunningly low rate of deportations, rather, amid a historic year for illegal migration in the English Channel, it's r- rather staggering. Just 215 of the 45,722 and 28, rather migrants who crossed the channel by small boat, last year were removed, and it is a shame. This equates to .47 percent of the total less than five in every 1,000 people that are crossing into your country over there in the UK are leaving. This is a shame. Now, additionally, uh, reporting by the British media indicates that while at least 19 suspected terrorists were identified among the Channel migrants last year, just seven of those who were found to be criminals were deported by the home office. Well, gee... Uh, how is this possible? How is this possible? I mean, it's unsustainable. It's like they plan on killing all the people that are there to move in the new people. Well, they're now saying that the number of migrants who have reached England by boat so far this year have already approached 5,000 and we barely touched the halfway point of 2023 in 5,000 migrants already in England. Despite winter conditions, you might ask, yeah, they're still getting their way to your country over there in England. Incredible, incredible. So 215 out of 46,000, uh, and then more than 28,000 migrants reached England by boat in 2021. So, do we see it's now going to reach the triple digits? Or, excuse me, the six digits? What am I thinking about? Uh, now, of somebody who's been talking about this for at, at least as long as I can remember is uh, someone I've always found. Uh, to be a leader in many ways since Winston Churchill in England, and a a, a man who I think spurred the Brexit, which I'm still waiting for to uh, come to fruition. Anyway, Nigel Farage, I think, puts it all into context, exactly the means and the operations happening to undermine
1: the great people of England. Here's Nigel Farage telling it like it should be. Politicians who have done nothing to solve the problem, and the scale of what we're talking about. Over 75,000 people have now crossed the English Channel. 70,000 of them men, and most of those young men. And they are coming, I'm sorry, some people don't like to hear this, but they're coming from very, very different cultures. We haven't got a clue who they are. And over the course of this year, we now see, and it's advertised on TikTok every day, the Albanian criminal gangs openly saying to people, come to Britain, Join the drugs trade, or even worse, and you can make a lot of money. And and frankly, I think we're being humiliated as a nation. I'm sick to death of a Conservative government talking tough and delivering nothing. Now, I've been saying this for year after year after year. The British population has risen by 10 million since the year 2000 and 85% of that is directly down to immigration. Is it any wonder you can't get a GP appointment, you can't get your, local, your kid into the local primary school, that if you stop the boats on the French beaches, you'll solve the problem? Look, you stop them one day, they simply come back the next. You know, they're launching over there from a length of beach 60 to 70 miles long. And the reason they're coming is they know we're a soft touch. It's a four-star hotel. It's three meals a day. It's spending money and a chance to work in the criminal world.
2: Nigel Farage,
1: the voice of reason in
2: England. In that kind of talk, that kind of talk is called um, dog whistling the racist to just spur from you know the grounds and the brick and mortars of England and, and to just recreate this KKK Southern revival that, uh, you know, we saw begin in Charlottesville. Another PSYOP part of our repertoire here. Anyways, we're going to continue now with Real Deal International. Now going into Israel. Yes. Well, as you can see there, uh, I'll have this playing in the background, as you can lightly see. Yeah, so Israel is now under fire. Benjamin Netanyahu. Yes, a war criminal. Yes, he is. But he's being targeted. He's not their war criminal, is he? No, he's not. Well, this just happened in, well, just uh, over the 24-hour grace period. Israeli jets now hit Syrian military targets this past Sunday in response to rockets launched towards Israeli-controlled territories overnight. Israel's military said not just a person who's familiar with the matter. Well, as violence flared again, cross-border exchanges of fire during the week. So Syria might be dug up again as the, the failed attempt and effort of 2013 in the Obama White House to get the United States and the West into a humanitarian war that they did in Libya. Well, it fell pretty miserably and fell short of trying to uh, execute that in Syria. Well, it seems that uh, now's the time to do it again. Well, the state media in Syria now has reported the explosions in the vicinity of the capital of Damascus. As uh, Israeli forces said, its forces continue to hit Syrian territory. Six rockets were fired overnight towards the where the Golan Heights. Interesting. Well, Israeli said the artillery and drone strikes hit the rocket launchers and uh, nobody can beat us. We're Israel. We have the uh, mightiest military in the world. And Syria is nothing. What does this mean? What does this mean? So, now we see Israel as doing what it was set up to be. It was supposed to be the hot zone and the trigger for World War III. Here's a little footage of it. There, there you can see it right there. Yeah, they created Israel to be the ignition button for World War III. You think it's playing up and living up to its prophecy? Well, I'd say so. Look at that. Yeah, you won't see me uh, dead there anytime soon. No pun intended. Anyways, that's going to close the Real Deal International. What say you out there? What say you? Where will the uh, World War III kinetic war? uh, Will it happen in Israel, as the folklore says? Will it? Anyways, uh, finishing up kind of with our Real Deal International is a follow-up to yesterday's very troubling story yet very newsworthy as well. And uh, yes, I'm sure you know it, but I'll tell you again, and I hate to use this, but some people, this is new. Well, as you can uh, sadly see there, yes, the Dalai Lama is now under the gun and now in question, isn't he? Well, a lot of people are defending him, believe it or not. And I'm not one of those people, neither are you, but some big people are. And some of those are CNN. As if CNN couldn't fall into its footprint any sooner, of just irrelevance. Well, they showed us how it's done. Well, uh, the. I had the damn story here. Anyway, CNN defends the Dalai Lama as a sexual as a bowl of rice. CNN panelist defends the playful Dalai Lama telling child to suck his tongue. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't say to him that, or they're explaining that maybe he was just misquoting a, a Red Hot Chili pepper song of Suck My Kiss, but anyways. Well, they're saying that uh, there's nothing sexual or erotic happening in this encounter, claims Rolling Stone columnist Jay Makelson, which it's probably just a, what he would call a Tuesday afternoon with a orphan. Well, the Rolling Stone columnist uh, Jay Makelson defended the Dalai Lama telling a young boy to suck his tongue Calling the interaction, all oh, just playful, just playful. It's protocol here at NAMBLA. Well, the controversial video of, uh, of the poor uh, Indian child emerged showing the Dalai Lama, and I don't want to have to show the video again, asking the young boy to kiss him on the cheek, uh, first base, then the lip, second base, and then finally he slides in for home saying, suck my tongue. Well, but apparently Megelson, who uh, this is no just obscure moment in religious history, who called the meeting with the Dalai Lama one of the most powerful experiences he's ever had. sees nothing wrong with children sucking adults' tongues. He said, quote, the Dalai Lama is a very playful human being. We may see this in a weird way, but, but yes, it's not kind of gross. It's not gross at all, but it's, it's sexualized by right-wing fascists, they're saying, but this is about a s- sexual as a bowl of plain rice. There's nothing sexual erotic happening in this encounter, makelson said Monday on CNN. Interesting, interesting. Um, I, I beg to differ. I'm going to show you a clip of this if I can, but wouldn't you say that this is now outing who the groomers in society are? Wouldn't you say that this is just business as usual? It's protocol as the religious zealots all over the world are celebrating this as just a playful as a bowl of rice. I would indeed agree to my own uh, thesis there. Here's a statement so you could see just how the depravity as a bowl of rice really is. Maybe we're getting it wrong. I highly doubt. But here it is on CNN. You do the math, and then we'll do the science and then we'll bash the brains in
0: one of the most admired spiritual leaders in the world issues an apology after a video goes viral showing the dalai lama asking a young boy to suck his tongue
1: and suck my
2: tongue
0: We'll have much more on all of that ahead. Now we have to get to this peculiar story. The Dalai Lama asked a young boy to suck his tongue.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah, that's My right.
0: My panel's going to tackle this next, whether they want to or not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, Barbara.
0: The Lama, spiritual leader is apologizing after a video shows him kissing a young boy on the mouth at a spiritual service in India and God. then asking the boy to suck his tongue.
1: She's so smart. Then, I think
0: finally,
1: here also. <laughs> and suck my tongue.
2: Okay, that's enough. That's all I can take. And yes, Alvin Braggs, you got it right. Like, whoa, take it easy. Take it easy. I can't take it anymore. I just can't. Oh, you so sweet, little boy. Me in the mouth, no the cheek, now suck my tongue. He doesn't waste time, does he? Anyways, uh, that's gonna bring us to <sighs> incredible that we have to cover it. And they love covering that story for some reason. Anyways, that's gonna bring us to one of our final segments, which is a combination of real deal woke and real deal woe man, which is now real deal awoke, we think. Anyways. It's been a while since this segment. Anyways, Ann Weiser Bush. Now, there was a lot of controversy about this earlier on in the week and then the end of last week that I must have missed. Apparently, there's a new spokesperson for Bud Light, for Ann Weiser Bush. I hear the same thing is happening to uh, Jack Daniels. Well, now Ann Weiser Bush distributors are, quote, spooked by backlash to Bud Light transgender endorsement endorsement. Go woke, go broke, they say. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't be spooked? Who wouldn't be spooked? You think somebody is like, you know, oh, cool, Sally Field is, uh, you know, promoting Ann bush Oh, no, it's not Sally Field. That's um, Stephen Field. While well, rare case of the much-cliché get-woke-go-broke, the phenomenon actually proving true, appears to be unfolding after it was revealed that Ann bush distributors are spooked by the backlash of the Bud Light endorsement of transgender celebrity Dylan Mulvaney, interesting. How uh, celebrity to who? Well, last week Mulvaney, a gay man they say, not even transgender, who now claims to be a woman all of a sudden, announced that he had partnered with Bud Light, the shittiest beer on earth, with the company even producing a special label for it with his face on it to celebrate the endorsement. Yes, well, there should be a label on it too that it's not really beer. Well, they said, quote, this month I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it, Mulvaney said. A can of Bud Light with her face. That that would be an insult. No, they're insulting you, Mulvaney, you um, speckless Anyways, Mulvaney has uh, become famous for prancing around and performing an an exaggerated caricature of a woman as part of his, quote, transition. Well, Bud Light must have saw that uh, just one woman performance over there in uh, just the the town of Glitz, with Bud Light being just one of several companies to pay him slash her handsomely for pretending to be a female for clout. Uh, However, uh, while many similar high-profile boycotts are now happening, the backlash against Bud Light actually appears to have some legs. That's right. Numerous uh, Anweiser-Busch product distributors are now dropping Bud Light and other brands owned by the company, including Budweiser, Stella Artois, Shock Top, Kona Brewing Company, Michelob Ultra, and Bush Beer. Finally, finally, although I do like Kona and Stella, Well, according to an insider who's familiar with the source and the matter from the beer business daily, well, distributors are now panicked at the backlash that is taking place in what they call conservative areas across America. How about just areas where we don't want to be spooked anymore? How about areas where uh, actually not only do we hate Bud Light, but we hate having uh, just a, a tranny wag their finger at us, trying to allure us into your shitty beer? Continuing, they said, quote, we reached out to a handful of uh, Anweiser Bush distributors who were uh, spooked, to say the least, most particularly in the heartland and the South, even in the more rural areas. Well, how about ask, just ask me, ask anyone, just ask any guy who's not afraid of answering. They'll tell you. Well, instead of backing off, Anweiser Bush, just like uh, Jack Daniels and others, have now doubled down on the Dylan Mulvaney deal, asserting that their, quote, Uh, the commensurary can rather for the transgender activist was intended to celebrate personal milestones. That's all. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Let me add to this now. Let me add to this because what this does now, it proves the point that it's certain CFOs, certain boardrooms of American companies and companies throughout Canada and England and the West, but America first here, They're being operated and ran and led by people who are graduates of the World Economic Forum. Now we see how they're forcing the Great Reset, not just financially but culturally, in and down our throats because they are waiting for this very moment. Hence why the sleeper cells have been activated in TransTIFA, which should be out very, very soon. Yes, that's the follow-up to uh, the buildup to uh, Nashville. Did we see how this, so the 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 Nashville shooter, the shooter from yesterday in Kentucky, the transgender, make them feel the disenfranchised, convince them that their rights are going to be sailing away and that people are going to lynch and burn them to the stake, then arm them. Who's arming them? Who's arming them? We know we're arming the Ukrainian Uh, Special Forces, a.k.a. uh, CIA hitmen in Ukraine, I wouldn't put it past that they're arming the very trans-tifas that we're now trying to describe. Anyways, we have one last segment here. As the world is turning, uh, turning into the opposite gender, just by uh, stating it is. Anyways, uh, hopefully everyone's recovered from the Dalai Lama and the woe-man-esque story as we now go to Real Deal Robots. Real deal bots. So this is interesting as uh, we finish the night with an interesting story. They're now saying in Silicon Valley, scientists say humans should, they say should be uploading consciousness to computers by the end of the year. Good. I was wondering, I was looking at my Gregorian calendar, wondering when I can just upload my brain. Well, computer scientists are already urging people to begin recording their elderly family members for the process. What a splendid idea. Who said this? Well, the artificial intelligence expert, Dr. Pratik Desai, that's Dr. Pratik Desai, who has founded several Silicon Valley startups and also owns a dry cleaning industry. I guess that's another attribute. Well, he's now made waves online after he tweeted that people should be able to live forever by the end of the year live forever by the end of the year. He explained that uploading videos of elders' loved ones will allow technology to synthesize their looks and voices after they leave their physical bodies. Now, this sounds daft, but could we make a case that this is what's being done to Hillary Clinton, that this is what's being done to Hillary Clinton and others when Nancy Pelosi was doing a conference with Hillary Clinton? Can we make a case why she was so nervous because she knew that that wasn't the real deal? Anyways, uh, they said, start regularly recording your parents. They should all have a hundred percent chance that they will live with you forever in the physical body. So this is now the trajectory. This is now the acceleration into transhumanism. See, you have to disenfranchise gender in biology and more importantly, nature before you illuminate us all into your brave new world. Well, several artificial intelligence companies have already launched the platform where a person's information can be uploaded to create an AI avatar of that individual. Isn't this great? Uh, the technology is similar to current, quote, fake videos that are popular online. Popular online. Well, here's an example of it. I'm going to show you here an example. This is a futuristic uh, dystopian take on Seinfeld, which I'm about to show you. And I think you'll understand, and I know we want to poo-poo the idea, but maybe it can be used for good, but I highly doubt it, not in their hands So have a look at it. This is what's coming to a, I guess, a computer and a theater and a manufacturing chip near you. It's Jerry Seinfeld in a pulp pulp, uh, pulp fiction deep vague. Check it out.. <laughs>
1: You read the Bible, brother. <laughs> yes! Oh, well, there's this passage I got memorized. Sort of it's a Ezekiel 25, 17. <laughs> the path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the of the selfish
0: and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the father
1: of life. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brother. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. <laughs>
2: You get the point. That's what's coming to a a theater near you. I guess you could just add your grandparents or your deceased loved ones to it. I mean, it would be, the thought is, it's kind of creepy, eerie, yet nostalgic. Uh, Anyways, what say you out there? What say you? Uh, Is this it for American companies at the uh, Fortune 500 League, since you have the World Economic Forum already in place with their little saboteurs? In the CFO and CEO positions, signing along to this ideological subversion that we seem to be uh, just knee deep in, if not more. Uh, something to add to that, something to add to that is as this is happening, and pay attention to all these states that are having the lone gunman. They really want Tennessee. They really want Tennessee to its knees. While well, that's happening, Idaho very much forgotten state I um, forgot about, it, kind of. Well, Idaho, as this is all happening, I didn't say this earlier. Well, Idaho is now passing a law criminalizing transgender mutilation of children. Really? So Governor Brad Little signed a bill into law this week that criminalizes administration, surgical procedures, and pharmaceutical drugs on children. This includes, but not limited to, puberty blockers. Interesting. See, I just found this out is a new law. But, but then that's called conservative. Is it, is it because you're not for mutilation? Uh, you know, I'm really, uh, don't even beg the question, but I have to ask, is there such thing as a transgender, as we know that the American psychology, psychiatric administration association rather that, uh, James Martinez told us about is they all sit around a room at the end of the year, trying to formulate come up with new, altering just diseases uh, like ADHD, uh, gender, regender alignment, puberty blockers, because they all have money invested in the big pharma. So can we make the case that the transgenders that we're seeing are nothing but byproducts of big pharma? Because when you look at it through uh, that spectrum, they built their army. This is their army. They have now unleashed and activated. So these are some of the things I'm thinking of. Anyways, what say you out there? As we uh, sum up the night here, we have. Uh, yes, uh, Bika, 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 uh, the, you said there's an app that brings back past loved ones. It's kind of creepy, I would say so. Yes. I would say that's creepy. Um, we have one, two, five packet saying never fall. Fo- oh, that's someone else. Uh, misery standing firm, Arkansas, hopefully will follow. Then we have magic pie. Never follow the science or the money. No, no, we won't. Haven't we learned? Uh, I would ask magic pie, what are they going to do in the UK? Cause I know you're in the UK. Do we see a resurgence and a reemergence of the Nigel Farage Brexit party? UKIP or do just more people have to be maimed and die? And my third question to you, magic pie and anyone else in the UK, knowing that there's just a one year window opening to, uh, sue the manufacturers. Do you know people personally that are going to do that or are people just not alert to it? These are questions because hopefully we're going to see that here in the United States. Here's some other things here. Uh, uh, we have John McBride saying, I synthesize myself... Okay, never mind. Jeez. Oh, Oops. Rebel Mama from Canada says, Rebel Mama 555 says, I feel it necessary to point out that Dean's slogan is to midnight and beyond. He is getting ready to end already. No. No. Did I say that? I'm confused. Anyway, I'm ending now. Just to show my solidarity with you, I'm going to open up the uh, lines. What do we think about the documents, too? What do we think about the documents uh, getting leaked as it's congruent to the document examiners now looking at all the ones from Mar-a-Lago Towers, all the ones from the uh, Biden basement, and all the ones from the creepy coffin of Mike Pence, that real stiff. Anyways, if you want to uh, call in, tell me where we're getting it right. Tell me where we're uh, getting it slightly right or what are we missing? Feel free to uh, (laughs) join the convo. If you want, for i never do this. Really, join the convo. Also, feel free to call in if you can. I'm interested in knowing these things. Do we see the miracle jabs going away now, too, as well? Because in the U.S., they're saying, "Well, you're going to have to pay for your shot now." Imagine that. We've now reached a point where you couldn't walk like ten feet in America without seeing a pro miracle jab advert commercial or individual, I mean, you, you took an Uber, a taxi ride in the United States over the course of the past two years at one certain point in time, uh, it was all over the banisters. Oh, free rides for, uh, Uber drivers, uh, now offering, uh, free passenger rides for passengers who want to get their miracle jabs. So this is where we are. Anyways, feel free to call in. I'll keep the lines open just a little longer. Anyways, uh, we're going to go to our final thoughts here very soon. Uh, Tomorrow night, I I will be back. I was supposed to have Jim Fetzer. I will say this without saying too much. Jim Fetzer is ready to be vindicated. He is ready to be vindicated. And we are working something out that's going to vindicate him. And it's going to show the world. And I'm crossing my fingers going to show the world, the agenda, the, the, the PSYOP, the psychological operation, hence PSYOP, aka PSYOP, that was done to the American people in the world in 2012, which was the catalyst to where we are today. So he's, and we have to keep him in your um, prayers and thoughts, because Jim is on a very dangerous mission right now. And you know what? Quite frankly, so am I. But this is for all the marbles. So that's why he's not here tonight. But you know what? He wanted to be here, but he is working on that high level of a mission right now. And at due time, I I will share what that is. But it's just incredible. Anyways, we're going to now leave it there with the one and only the final, not the second, not the third, but the final Well, it's final thoughts and what an episode it has been. A lot has been learned uh, that the cover-up is what creates the crime syndicate and grows the investigation even further. The tentacles of the crime of the deep state is now fostering and festering across the world as the documents of the Ukrainian fictitious war that uh, was supposedly just started by Vladimir Putin, who just you know, he felt like invading a country for no reason, no rhyme. Don't ask questions. We're CNN. We're the ones that tell you. And, and if you think the Dali Parton Lama is a sexual pariah, no, he's as sexual as a bowl of rice. That's true. You know what I'm saying? It's upside down wrong, but this is all in just its essence, another example of ideological subversion that was placed on the West as the Berlin Wall was falling in 1989, the adopting, the adoption of the USSR model of fascism, communism, altogether has been placed upon the West. And here is the chickens now, the, the Ruski, the communist chickens coming home to roost. But... We are meeting them where they are. We are putting out their fires every time they try to start one. They try to just now have their special forces over there in Ukraine, to start a bigger war with Russia to take Crimea away, which is now going to get us in a nuclear war that they want. Yeah, they want a nuclear war. They need a war to wash away the sins and the memory of the past. So kind of in closing, we're going to have to keep... Weaving, bombing with these people because this is war. This is the psychological war and the documents and the proof in the pudding is in the documents and it's leaked. We got them where they are, right where they need to be, but right where we want them. And I, I tell you this too, if we have special forces in Ukraine, who's to say that the special forces from Russia and China are not already here? See, it works both ways. So, I'm gleefully excited and terribly just frightened at the same time, but that's, that's part of uh, this pandemic war, isn't it? Anyways, a quick uh, show programming notes. And Don't forget this coming Thursday. I promised I would start promoting it earlier. You can catch Jazz Pop and myself Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Thursday, 10 p.m. Eastern. Yes, you can. Also, Uh, We will be bringing back Real Deal Magic. We're finding a new home for it. I'll have more details as it happens. And also, tomorrow, I'm going to do something a little different and a little special because Aaron Cates is still on his Jewish Easter holiday, so he won't be here, but uh, we'll be doing something special tomorrow. So in the meantime, uh, I want to thank everybody for sharing a bit of your late night with us here at World at War. I will be back tomorrow with something very interesting and special. In the meantime, uh, always remember to stay tuned and stay awake and keep on trucking. Good night, everybody. Good night, indeed.